I want to welcome you to day five of our look together at Romans chapter 10, verses 18 to 21 today. We've talked about five things to understand when it comes to being an expert witness for Jesus Christ. Today, the fifth thing. Previous days, we've talked about needing, a number one, a passion for salvation. It grows out of this desire of our heart. We've talked about, number two, the need to understand the barriers to salvation. They were there in my life, your life, and they're there in the life of people who we love. And number three, we talked about the need to understand the essentials of salvation. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And then yesterday, we talked about understanding the process of salvation, how God sends and someone speaks and someone hears and then someone has faith. Faith comes by hearing. It's also important to understand a fifth thing, and that is in these last verses, 18 to 21. Why don't people accept sometimes when they hear? I would say this is the understanding of the rejection of salvation. Paul talks about that rejection in verses 18 to 21. He says this, But I ask, did they not hear? Of course they did. And then he quotes from the Old Testament, Their voice has gone out into all the earth, their words into the ends of the world. Again I ask, did Israel not understand? First, Moses says, another quote from the Old Testament, I will make you envious by those who are not a nation. I will make you angry by a nation that has no understanding. And Isaiah boldly says, I was found by those who did not seek me. I revealed myself to those who did not ask for me. But concerning Israel, he says, and then a final quote from the Old Testament, all day long, I have held out my hands to a disobedient and obstinate people. These verses are all about why people reject faith. And he just asks some questions. Why, why is it that people don't accept this good news? He asks, first of all, did they not hear? And his answer is, of course they heard. <laughs> the, the news went out to the ends of the earth. And that's not the problem with the Israelite nation, at least. That is not the problem that they didn't hear. They heard. So then he asked a second question. Well, maybe then they didn't understand. Maybe they heard the words, but it wasn't made understandable. And Paul says in this case, of course it was understandable. And he gives a couple of different quotes from the Old Testament. He says, for Moses, they were made envious by those who are not a nation. How could they be made envious if they didn't understand that the Gentiles were receiving something that they didn't have? And in Isaiah, he says, I was found by those who did not even seek me. He's saying the Gentiles were able to understand. They weren't even in God's family, his chosen nation, not even seeking him. But they understood it. So he says it's not a problem with understanding. As he talks through these verses and he says the Gentiles were brought in and the Jewish nation was not, it makes some people ask the question, is God somehow provoking the Jews here? Of course not. You read the Old Testament carefully, it's clear as a bell. He loves the Jewish nation as a sacrificial husband loves his wife. Jesus didn't come just for Jew or Gentile. He came for all of us. And yes, Jesus did speak primarily to the Jewish people while he was on this earth, but he came for all of us. And yes, it's primarily Gentiles who have responded to his invitation at this point, but he came for all of us. And so Paul asked questions. Why, why do some reject? Didn't they hear? No, they heard. Didn't they understand? No, they understood. He says there's a third reason. He says they're being stubborn. All day long I've held up my hands to a disobedient and obstinate people. When you read this verse, what do you see? Do you see the disobedience, the stubbornness of man? That's not the first thing I see. The first thing that I see is the love of God. All day long. 
holding out his hands. This chapter, Romans chapter 10, comes to a close with this picture of God standing with his arms open, longing to draw men and women to himself, admitting that the problem is a disobedient and obstinate people, but still longing to draw those people to himself. I trust God to deal with us fairly. I won't fail to be saved because I didn't hear the message somehow. Oops, if I only lived five minutes longer, I would have heard the message. I trust God. I won't fail to receive salvation because I somehow didn't understand that there was just one phrase I needed that would have helped me to understand, but somehow I never heard that. I trust God. The truth is, the reason people aren't saved is because I stubbornly decide to keep trusting myself. The picture to me is you're standing on the beach in the face of an approaching tsunami, and everyone can see it. The beach has been cleared by the warnings. The beach has been cleared by those who could see the rumblings. But you stand in the face of that thinking, somehow, I'll be okay. It's disobedient. It's obstinate. And it's destructive. As Paul talks about this stubbornness here, he talks about Israel. And it's important to understand concerning Israel how he talks. Sometimes Paul speaks of the Israelites as individuals, sometimes of Israel as a nation. When, when he's speaking of Israelites as individuals, he's clear that some are saved and some are not. When he's speaking as a nation, as he does here, he speaks of the condition of the majority of that nation as if they were one. But he's not saying all Israelites are not saved here or are even stubborn here. Many, like himself, had come to faith in Christ. He's talking about his own countrymen. He's saying, as a whole, they're not coming to the kind of faith that I would want them to come to. And the reason isn't because they didn't hear or didn't understand. It's because, because they're stubborn. Now, when we talk about stubbornness, it's a lot easier to point the finger at somebody else. But these verses aren't just about Jews and Gentiles, large groups of people. These verses are about you and me. I'm stubborn. And all day long, God holds out his hands. You're stubborn. And all day long, God holds out his hands. What does God do? God is patient. God is loving. God is not stubborn. He holds out his hands to offer us rescue. He holds out his hands to declare us not guilty. He holds out his hands to give us freedom. Stubbornness can keep us from coming to faith in Christ. And stubbornness is what keeps us from growing in our faith in Christ. And I'll admit it, I get stubborn about things sometimes. I don't know why. I just get focused in on my little world, the way that I like to do things. It's because I don't want to change, and so I get stubborn. Because I've built some comfortable habit in my life that I think I really need, and so I get stubborn. Because things have always worked in some certain way in my life, and I can't see how they might work differently to the best advantage, and so I get stubborn because I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me logically, and so I get stubborn. There's a lot of reasons we all get stubborn. It's because of our pride, and all day long, God holds out his hands. Right now, just picture that. Here's you, stubborn. Here's God holding out his hands. What are you going to do? What am I going to do? Drop your hands. Accept his love and recognize that he'll never fail you. He will never let you down. 
How right now could you let go of your stubbornness and have a new, fresh sense of faith in him? We come to the end of Romans chapter 10. It's a chapter about faith in my life, your life, and the life of those that we love. And so as we pray, let's pray for acting on these verses, these words that we've read. As you pray and talk to Jesus right now, these next few moments, say this to him. Jesus, this next week, remind me to pray for the salvation of somebody I love. Like you might bring their name to mind right now. Let's act on what God has said here. Jesus, this next week, here's who I'm going to invite to church because I want them to see that they're not alone. I want them to see that they can be part of a family. This next week, here's who I'm going to tell the good news to. Help me to do it with joy. Help me to do it with excitement because it is good news. And then starting with ourselves, Jesus, this next week, I'm going to let go of my stubbornness. I've been thinking about how someone else has been stubborn not to accept faith in Christ, but I'm stubborn too. So I'm going to lead the way. I'm going to let go of my stubbornness by doing this. And just bring it to mind right now. Say it to God right now. He already knows it. You already know it. Say it to him and ask for his strength. God, we're thankful that all day long, in your grace, in your patience, in your love, you hold out your hands. Thanks for the good news. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, next week, we're going to be looking together at uh, Romans chapter 11 as we continue to look at God's plan for bringing people to himself, the great good news. Join us next week. 